his very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? You're listening to the sports show. Do you smell what the Rock is cooking? <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. I'm your man's one more time, Dedrick L. Hicks Jr. Back in the building for another episode, episode 89. Now, my man Black is not in the building today, but we will we will be calling him in uh, very, very, very shortly to get into all of the topics uh, that we have going on today. So it's not going to be your traditional sports show. Um, we're going to get back to your favorite segments next week, like the top five and start bench cut. Um, so we're just going to kind of jump right into um, this week's burning hot topics in the wide world of sports. Uh, but before we do that, man, I just want to tip my cat uh, cap uh, to LeVar Ball. I remember four years ago when we watched Lonzo Ball tear up the NCAA scene at the University of UCLA. It was it was something to see. And everybody was high on Lonzo Ball when he came out of UCLA, ultimately to ultimately to be drafted number two overall by the Los Angeles Lakers that following summer. And then once that happened, well, a little bit before that, the birth of LeVar Ball to <laughs> mainstream media, social media, main television, what have you, he was born. And LeVar told us all how great his sons were. He told us about the big baller brand and, 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 and everything that's going on in the ball family and why we should believe in the balls and Lonzo and Mello and Jello and, and everybody kind of looked at this guy with a wandering eye, kind of had a not a lot of nice things to say about the man. Uh, uh, a lot of people made fun of the man's brand and everything that he was trying to accomplish within his own family. But man, over the past Four years, everything that LeVar Ball said was going to happen is happening. Of course, we're not talking about him beating Michael Jordan in a one-on-one game of basketball. And, of course, you know, comparing Lonzo Ball to Magic Johnson and things like that. No, 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 no. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the belief in the system that he has uh, with his sons, being a father. And today, as we're doing this very, very podcast, Zoe. Is in the NBA. Lonzo Ball plays for now the New Orleans Pelicans. Leangelo Ball is now in the NBA. He went number number two over number. Excuse me, Lamelo Ball went number two overall to the Charlotte Hornets. And today, I learned this must have went right up under the radar for me that the middle son Jello is now in the NBA signing a. Non-guaranteed contract for one year to play for the Detroit Pistons. I don't care if it's a non-guaranteed contract or a guarantee, fully guaranteed contract. His son is in the NBA. His sons, all three of them. And he told us. He told us. He said all three of his boys are going to be in the NBA. Now, whatever happens with Jello in Detroit, Mello in, in, in Charlotte, and, and Zoe, uh, and, and New Orleans. Whatever happens to him, it don't matter. You want to know why? Because he told us and it came true. 
I admire the man. I admire him as a father. I admire him for the beliefs that that he has. And a lot of people had a lot of things to say about LeVar Ball and, and, and was looking at him with a wondering eye. But I guarantee you today, LeVar Ball is smiling and grinning from ear to ear like the Grinch that stole Christmas. Because all three of his sons are in the National Basketball Association. And when everyone out here said, I wouldn't happen, your sons are trash, they ain't really that good, ain't no way just out here tooting your horn and blowing, blowing, he believed, he stayed true. He went on a journey with his boys, and ultimately it paid off. Hard work paid off. Going to Lithuania paid off. Being a, 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 a vibrant, high-volume personality on, on, on TV and social media paid off. The Ball family is in the NBA. I'm going to say that again, which is crazy. The Ball family is in the NBA. So shout out to LeVar Ball. Just wanting to tip my cap to that man for believing in himself, believing in his sons, believing in his family and what they were doing. And wow, hmm, I guess dreams do come true. All right, man, we're going to transition out of showing LeVar Ball a bunch of love. Like I said, we're going to get back to Star Bitch You Cut, your top five, your tweets. So we're going to get, you know, to all those things, uh, back to those things next week. But um, we're going to go ahead and just dive right in because we've got a lot to talk about today, man. Like I said, we're going to give Black a call uh, very, very shortly, man. But we got a lot of things in the NBA. Uh, man, you know, we're going to have to address... Um, Paul George And I, I don't want to have to do this man I actually like Paul George We're going to address him today We're going to talk the Christmas schedule Opening day schedule The big blockbuster trade With Westbrook and John Wall We're going to do some college football We're going to talk a little bit of boxing Touch on some NFL We're going to get into some other news man And we're going to get out of here So like I said earlier on Not your, not your traditional sports show this week uh, Black is not in studio, so we're going to have to kind of do our best uh, to move around some things, all right? But Black will be back next week, and then you'll get your favorite, favorite uh, segments that you love. So let's go ahead and transition into our sounds of the week. I have two of them, man, and I was utterly disgusted, utterly disgusted, man, at the mere fact uh, of the things that Paul George was saying on the uh, All the Smoke podcast uh, with my guys Matt Barnes and, and Steven Jackson I love that podcast I love those guys And just to hear the rhetoric and the disgust Out of Paul George's mouth The excuses that came out of his mouth Just made my skin crawl So I'm going to play this clip from PG And uh, we're going to continue on to our next sound of the week Where he is addressed uh, by none other than Big Perk But here's PG on Dog Rivers in his uh, time with the Clippers and then, you know, the way I was being used, I felt like I was, you know, Doc was trying to play me as like a, a Ray Allen or like a J.J. Redding, mm -hmm. like all pin downs, all like, I can do it, but that ain't my game, right? Like, you know what I mean? I, I need some flow. I need some mixes of, of pick and rolls. I need some post-ups. All that. Just different touches, you know what I mean? And so it, it, it was just, you know, that last season was just hard uh, overall. And then. So, yeah, that's very disappointing from Paul George. It's very disappointing for him to roll Doc Rivers under the bus, and it's crazy that he made some some blasphemous, some blasphemous, asinine accusations of how Doc Rivers were using him was using him. Now I watch a lot of basketball. I watch a lot, a lot, a lot of basketball, and I didn't see that this year from Paul George. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. And there was another person who didn't see it either. And that's my man, Big Perk. And Big Perk is here to set the record straight. So, Big Perk, man, let us know, man, about this boy PG, man. That's it? You know what, Rachel? That's, B that's, that's BS. Matter of fact, that's a bunch of BS. And it was a coward move 
by Paul George by blaming Doc Rivers for his lack of productivity and not being accountable for him not showing up on the basketball court. Because of anybody who watched the Clippers play this season and, and in the bubble know that Paul George wasn't just coming off of pin downs, that he had the ball in his hands. He was able to run pick and rolls. He was able to get post-ups. You, do you know this past season when Paul George had the ball in his hands, it was the most ever that he ran pick and rolls with the ball in his hands in his career. And, and by the way, he told another lie. I'm, I'm pretty sure about this. Listen, Doc Rivers did not treat Paul George like he was Ray Allen because you know why? Ray Allen not coming off of pin downs and missing wide open three-pointers. So I know that was a lie off the top. It was a cowardly move in my opinion, and he should have been held, he should have held himself accountable and not throw Doc under the bus for him not performing the way he should have performed. Now y'all know what that means, right? Every time we play that beautiful uh, 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 drop from the lovely uh, Gladys Knight, y'all know y'all know what that means, right? That means the Los Angeles Clippers indeed went home uh, earlier this year in the bubble, uh, up three games, one of the Denver Nuggets. But we always play that when we highlight a failure from uh, uh, the basement team out in Los Angeles, Los Angeles Clippers. But I want to address Paul George real quick, please. Just give me a minute of your time, please. <laughs> Paul George, Paul George, you sit up here, man, you sit up here, man, and you blame Doc Rivers, you accuse Doc Rivers of using you like you were a J.J. Reddick, like you were Ray Allen, you, 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 you put the blame on Doc for your performance, Paul George, but you know, numbers tell the truth, and they never lie, they never lie, Paul George. Paul George, this season alone, your high volume of scoring and opportunities to score came off the pick and roll. Traditionally, you, when you were in Indiana, when you were in OKC, that is highlighted in your offense. Pick and roll, pick and roll, post-ups, giving you opportunities to get your shot off and be creative down there with the basketball. And Doc Rivers gave you that opportunity. In fact, this year, you had the most opportunities in any season to come off the pick and roll. You had the most opportunities in any season in the post-up to get your shots. Now, Paul George, what about when the ball swung around to you late in game seven with the Denver Nuggets? Corner three, you hit it off the backboard and you didn't hit anything, Paul George. What about, what about when you completely went missing in games four, in games five, Six and seven against the Denver Nuggets. You had a standout game in game three when you dropped 33, 34 points. And it seems like you were wearing your, 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 your talents once again. And you came out and you told us after game one, it's hard. It's hard. I've been battling a little bit of depression. I've been battling a lot of things. And I, and I understand that, Paul George. The bubble was quite challenging for a lot of players. We hear players talk about it all the time. Uh, if they participated in bubble, how, how, uh, how tough it was. But as a result of you and Kawhi Leonard and the entire Los Angeles Clippers organization, Lemon Pepper Lou, uh, Montrez Harrell, even though he's a Los Angeles Laker now, and, and many others on that team, you guys cost Doc Rivers his job. 
You cost him his job. Doc Rivers was fired by the Clippers. And now he's a new head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. We heard all the rumblings and the turmoil, PG, of what was going on in the locker room with the Los Angeles Clippers. And I have some, some alleged facts that was also contributing to the poor play of not only yourself, but Kawhi Leonard and the entire Clippers organization going into that Denver Nuggets series. All these things started to come out. And I'm going to read just what a couple of those things were. For instance, this has been widely reported that a lot of the Clippers had issues with Kawhi and PG's preferential treatment. Now, we know star players get uh, uh, special treatment. LeBron, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Tim Dunn. I mean, you name them. If you're a star in this league, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, if you're a star, superstar in this league, you're going to get preferential treatment. That's not an issue for me. Secondly, Kawhi and PG seemingly could pick and choose when they wanted to play the game of basketball. I could see being Montrez Harrell, Lemon Pepper Lou, Patrick Beverly, anybody else who's grinding and practicing day in and day out, playing back-to-backs. And then we got two guys who's supposed to be the leader of a team just getting to L.A. who's telling us when they're going to pick and choose and play. Nah, bruh. No, 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 no. That's never going to fly in the locker room. I can see if they, you guys were the reigning defending champions. No, 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 no. You're not because the Clippers have never won anything. Paul George, you've never won anything. I give it to Kawhi Leonard. He's won. But you can't go to a new job, Kawhi, saying when and, and how you're going to show up and what you're going to do. So I feel them, feel them on that. And last but not least, the players were given their own personal security their own personal trainers, and Kawhi Leonard was allowed to live in San Diego instead of Los Angeles, which often made him late for practices and meetings. And you're the leader of a team? I'm sorry. That's not how that goes. If you're the leader, you set the tone. If you're the leader, you're not late. If you're the leader, you're holding everybody accountable to the standards that you have as being the leader of that ball club. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, they did not do anything as such. So we get to the bubble. Everybody's picking the Clippers. All y'all, 99.8% of y'all out there picked the Los Angeles Clippers to win the NBA title. And we all know what our good friend, our college football correspondent, Cedric Farr, did. He wide openly in living color turned his back on the Lakers organization only to crawl back home. Like most of you did when you came to your senses, once you realized what the King and the Brow were doing just across the hall in Staples. Well, excuse me, in the bubble. But back to Paul George's disgusting claims of Doc Rivers. Hold your own, PG. You make $100 million, sir. You're the six foot nine best two way uh, player in the league. Ain't one bit better since Scottie Pippen like you, Paul George. That is false. You got cooked up in these playoffs. You were a no show when your team needed you most. You're not a leader, Paul. You're a very, very talented player, but you're not a leader. You get up on this podcast and now you want to talk greasy. You want to talk about yourself like you are in high regards. But PG. You got to hold yourself accountable and take a lot of blame in this, PG. Don't blame Doc Rivers and say how he was treating you, running you off pin downs or running you off screens. That's not your game, but you can do it. Nah, man. If you had all this say-so that's being reported, why weren't you making the adjustments, Paul? 
Why weren't you going to Doc Rivers, Paul? That's the answer that we want to know to that question, Paul George. Now, next year, we'll see if you get better. I don't think y'all will be much better. I think you'll have a good basketball team, but we'll see. But Paul George, have some respect with yourself, man. Have some respect for Doc Rivers. So when you speak, my man, speak with respect and speak with the knowledge that you ain't won nothing either, that you ain't accomplished much either. I know getting a $100 million contract is one thing, but we know what you'll be judged on, winning. And Paul George, you haven't done much of anything to do with winning. All right, man. Yeah, so I just wanted to address Paul George. It was utterly ridiculous and absolutely disgusting, the rhetoric and, and, and the, the asinine and egregious statements that he made on the podcast uh, on All the Smoke with uh, Matt Barnes and uh, Steven Jackson, man. Just totally disgusting. All right, man, we're going to go ahead and get my man's black on the phone, and then we're going to transition over to the National Basketball Association. Pick up, Black. Hello. Man, come on, man. Why you answer the phone like that, man? How you doing, my boy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good, Black. How you doing, man? What's going on? I'm doing good, man. Sitting here watching this Green Bay and Philly game, man, when I'm chilling, man. Good, good, man. Glad, glad you're doing well, man. So, Black, man, you know, we're just going to jump right into it. Um... You know, we're stopping by the National Basketball Association to go ahead and get everything going. So, um, first of all, let me get your thoughts on one thing in particular before we get into all the news, man. Like, what was your whole thoughts on Paul George selling out, you know, talking greasy about Doc Rivers, making excuses like he did on the All the Smoke podcast? What were your thoughts on Paul George and how he handled himself, man? Bro, he just a crybaby, bro. <laughs> like... <laughs> I, I I don't understand. I don't I really. I really don't understand him, bro. Like, bro, you finding a reason for every single thing. Like, just shut your mouth and get ready for the new season, bro. We what two 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 weeks out? Yeah, two or three weeks out from the new season, bro. You still whining about what happened when you going home? You know what I'm saying? From losing the three one lead, like right. Just, just shut your mouth, Paul. This 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 is why people get on you so hard now. You run that trap more than you do what you're supposed to do on the basketball court. Obviously, obviously, man. So, bro, just like I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just over the whole Clipper thing already, bro. And the season hadn't even started yet. Like, I'm just sick of it, bro. I'm sick of hearing about the Clippers, bro. Doc Rivers is in Philly. Ty Lue is new head coach in, uh, in LA with the Clippers. Like, bro, it's a whole new regime in there. Like, just, just leave it be. It's over yeah. with now. Yeah, you know, it what was you, what you have what you what you gonna have to say once he, once y'all start getting these next butt whippings in a couple weeks that y'all finna get what you gonna have to say then. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm just over everybody talking, bro. Like really Kawhi, him, like I'm just I'm just sick of it. Like yeah. just shut up, bro. Just taking on the chin. Y'all got y'all got ran down. Yep. Simple as that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, man, I just want to get your quick thoughts on Paul George. Um talking how he talking, man. I I forgot to hit our, okay, there it is, our NBA theme. So we're going to let that run a little bit, Black. 
bruh, you listening to the sports dance. You trash! You not hooping! Hey, this will do some lunch sports, man. Come on, now. LeBron James. Le LeBron James. It's ridiculous. It's obvious what's being done out all right, black man, let's go ahead and get into it, man. The big, big news, the big news of the week as far as uh, trades and, and, and accusations go. The Washington Wizards traded John Wall to the Houston Rockets for Russell Westbrook. That's right. Russell Westbrook is a wizard and John Wall is a rocket. Black, what are your thoughts, man, on, on, on this trade? Like, just overall, like... Is it a good trade? And, and and who's gonna benefit the most man out of this trade? Wall and Westbrook. D actually, you know what, man? I think they both will. Okay. I think they both will do good. Reason reason for me saying that is you're you're gonna put uh Russell Westbrook in, in, in DC with Bradley Bill, a player that doesn't need the ball in his hand a whole lot to, you know, make an impact. And but Russell's going there, and he can have the ball in his hand as much as he wants. And then you give him West, you finally giving James Harden a true point guard in John Wall. You know who can bring the ball up? John uh, James Harden doesn't have to worry about that. He can literally be the two guard and uh, not have to worry about setting the offense up. He's gonna have John Wall for that. So mm-hmm. I think they're both are going to be. I think both teams are going to uh, be good with these with both of the with the trades like. I was excited to see it, and then I'm excited to see uh, Westbrook in D.C. He That means he gets to play the Nets four, four times, so I'm excited about that. <laughs> yeah, um, at first when the trade happened, I was like, man, this is not going to be good for anybody. Like, I don't see don't the benefits so? at all, like, for neither team. And then I got to thinking about it because I, I, was, I was really underwhelmed by the trade. And I know Westbrook came out earlier and said, you know, he was looking to move. And then John Wall got upset because Washington tried to trade him and he wanted to go. So they made it happen. But now, mm-hmm. now that I've had time to think about it, I think you're right, Black. I think with John Wall being a true point guard who's not so ball dominant like Russell Westbrook is going to benefit James Harden. Now, Houston has their own thing, man. They got a new head coach. I'm sure they're going to have a new type of system. They pretty much have most of the team coming back who was there. So it's going to be interesting how all those dynamics play uh, a part. And then, you know, reports were coming out today that John Wall fully expects James Harden to remain a Houston Rocket this season and not look to be traded. So um, we'll see if that stands packed. And I'm starting to go along with what you said earlier, Black, like Harden to play this full season as a Rocket. And it looked like it's going to play out that way because Lord knows I wanted that trade to Brooklyn to happen. But it doesn't look like it is going to happen. But on the other end for Westbrook, Westbrook is reuniting with his old ball coach. Like he's reuniting with Scott Brooks out there in Washington. So I didn't even think about that either. And we all know the seasons he's had under Scott Brooks. He's going with a Bradley Bill who doesn't need the ball in his hand. Great catch and shoot guy. Great three-point shooter. He can also get to the rack. And he plays really good defense. And I think him and Russ will be a formidable backcourt in the Eastern Conference. They'll make the playoffs. I can see them being a sixth seed. In the East, just with Russ's leadership and his energy, what he's going to bring to D.C. So I, after after thinking about it, I do think both teams will benefit from this trade. Neither one of these teams will win a championship. Neither one of these teams will be in the conference final. But it's going to be interesting to see how things play out in Houston 
and uh, Washington. All right. So, Black, real quick on that, who do you think has the better record? Who do you think has the better season, the Wizards or the Rockets? Um, D, I'm going to go with Washington. I just like that Westbrook and Bradley Beal uh, duo. Like, I really like that because Bradley Beal was already was already doing the things he was doing with a uh, what point guard I couldn't even tell you. Right. You know, I couldn't I, I couldn't even tell you. And now you give him Russell Westbrook, which people say that Russ, Russ uh, is a ball hog. But I believe being back with, with Scotty Brooks and then the way that they use Bradley Beal, you're probably going to see Russ uh, assists go up in, in, in D.C. with Bradley Beal. I really believe right. that. Right. Yeah. Him being him being back with Scott Brooks, I, I can see that as well. So we just keep our close eye on that. Because, uh, you know, the NBA season is starting in less than two weeks, man, December 22nd, man. So we're going to see how all of this is unfolding uh, right away. All right, man, yes, let's go. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Oh, can't God. Wait. Man, you, man. I'm <laughs> I'm counting the days, bro. I am counting the days. I'm counting the days. All right, Black, let's go out to Los Angeles, man. Los Angeles. Let's go out to Los Angeles, where not only did Anthony Davis Signed a five-year, $190 million extension and remained with the Los Angeles Lakers for the next five years. Surprisingly, LeBron James also signed an extension this past week, a two-year, $80-plus million contract that would pay him $40 million a year to keep him in L.A. in L.A. till 2022, I believe, and to put him at his 20-year mark. Black, how surprised were you that LeBron signed an extension and due to the details of the deal, that he doesn't have a player option on those two years. Like, he's going to be in L.A. What do you think about LeBron signing that extension? Did it shock you? Uh, no, it didn't, bro. When you win championships, you get extensions, bro. Simple <laughs> as that. When you win championships, you get extensions. And uh, LeBron has already come out and said a few times, maybe they, in, not in the exact words that we want to hear it, but he's came out and said he wants to be in L.A. Yeah. Like, he wants to do something special in L.A. Like, the the, the passing of uh, the passing of Kobe and everything that's, that's, that's happened in L.A. Like, LeBron wants to be that guy to lead the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, back to this, to this, to this greatness until back-to-back, uh, -back, maybe even three-peating. Right. You know, we're going to have, we're going to have the, the, the pieces in place to be able to do that. Yes. So why not why not uh sign LeBron James to the extension? This is very smart by the Lakers. You you and then at the same time, you don't have to worry about him opting out or uh none of that. Or I mean when you say what you said, he didn't have the what the what the, uh, the player option him? for the second year. He you don't have to worry about him having the player option if he wants to up out of a deal or nothing. He's locked in. Right. And that's what you do with, with your with, with your uh your top superstar. You lock him in and uh that's something the the Lakers as an organization don't, don't have to worry about. Right. And then signing Anthony Davis as well, getting him locked up for five years. Yes. That goes to and, and that aligns him up with LeBron James. So it is it, it's, it's it's very good. I love what I'm seeing. I'm love I'm loving I'm loving what uh our general manager is doing as well. Like kudos to him, man. He is Rob Polinka. Yeah. Like Rob Polinka, it seems like after this championship was won. He went. He went right out and made big moves. Yes, and kudos to him, man, because that shows he know he know what it takes to have to win. He know what the Lakers need to have to win, and he hit every single thing on the head. Yes, the Lakers got younger. They uh, 
They got. I believe they got better at the point guard position. Like mm. I believe that the Lakers did everything they needed to do in free agency, and plus signing our superstars to long term deals. Yeah, shout out to Rob Palinka, man. He should have been the uh, executive of the year last season. He should have been that for sure, and he should be it this season. Uh, Rob Palinka has done a hell of a job. I didn't see the LeBron James extension coming. That was a, sh- a shock to me. I know you when you win championships, you get you know uh, uh, another contract and more money, but we've seen LeBron be strategic with his moves. You know, we've seen him have complete ownership, and you know he can dictate what he wants to do. So when I read the details of the deal, a two-year extension, $84 million, but no opt-out, that just lets me know that this is the last contract for LeBron James. I believe LeBron James will be t- due 20 years, and I think he'll lead a game of basketball. LeBron James is 35 years of age. He'll be 36, I believe, this month, in this, uh, this December. And mm-hmm. he has four championships, and he very well will end up with six, and I'm going to even say seven rings before it's all said and done. The way the NBA is set up right now as a league, there's no one who's going to beat the Lakers when if they're healthy. Nobody. So with Anthony Davis being locked up for five years, when LeBron retires, Anthony Davis should have three or four championships. Due to the fact that the nucleus was able to stay together with LeBron James. We've gotten better like yeah. you added, Black. Like you said everything that we've done. But LeBron James is doing something here, and he's owning L.A., all this talk when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George came to the Clippers, it took it away from LeBron James. They didn't want LeBron James to have nothing to do with L.A. They say these are two L.A. California guys. These California guys coming to the Clippers, yeah, yeah, this this feels better than LeBron James. But LeBron James won the championship. And you know when you win a championship with the Los Angeles Lakers, what does that mean, Black? <laughs> you the man. That's right. You the you man. You a made man. <laughs> you a made man. Like my, like, like, my, uh, like my guy Shannon Sharp said, LeBron James will have a chance. Uh, 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 statue in L.A. When Absolutely. it's all said and done, he will. He will. He will. So, so when I continue to think about the extension, I'm like, wow! Look at the young nucleus of players that we have. Look at the the the, the top five player that's right next to LeBron James within Anthony Davis, who will become the best player in the NBA in another year or two. I'm calling that right now. He will be the best player in all of basketball. But what this does is, is it makes the NBA community tremble. They won't be able to sleep, Black. They won't be able to walk amongst their cells when they're talking basketball without having a little shiver, Black. You want to know why? Because the Brown and the King are going to wreak havoc once again. Not only this year, but next year and the year after and the year after that. And if Rob Palenka keeps making the moves that he's making to put the right players around LeBron James and Anthony Davis, Black, one day in the next couple of years... We're going to have a GOAT conversation. It's only going to be about one player. <laughs> and we know who that one player is going to be, don't we, Black? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you know what? You know what, D? I had a, I had a dream a few nights ago, man. Okay. Um, it woke me up out of my sleep, but it wasn't, it wasn't a nightmare, man. Okay. It was such a great dream. I just seen the sequence of LeBron James coming up court uh. and throwing a, a half-court lob. Yes, to Montrez Harrell, my boy. I just see it. It woke me up automatically. Because I really feel like that's what we're going to be seeing this year. Absolutely. I really feel like that. I believe with Montrez Harrell in that middle, being the dog that he is. Because he's because let me tell you something. He's coming to a situation where he has a true leader. Yeah. A true yeah. leader. 
So all the all the negative that we was getting about Montrez with the Clippers, you're not going to have that in LA no. under LeBron James. No, sir. You're not going to have that. You're not going to have that. No, and sir. he's going to flourish. He's going to flourish yeah. in that offense with LeBron James. I Absolutely. think that's going to be an unstoppable duo as well. And you said the next two uh one or two years, I think Anthony Davis can be the best player going into this year. Okay. This year. Okay. Once you once you start winning championships, okay. that does something to a young player. Absolutely. That does something to him. And then I think Anthony Davis knows, man, I can't be stopped. Right. Like it's nothing that can stop me. I just won a championship with the with the greatest player in NBA basketball history. Yes. Like what what else do I need to do? Like he's gonna be the best player going this year. No, uh, we know LeBron is out there, but I think LeBron is really gonna let it show this year how great Anthony Davis is. Yes. We already know what we got from LeBron. All LeBron got to do right now, bro, is chill and win championships, bro. That's, yes, all, sir. that's all we want to see out from LeBron. Yes, sir. That's all we need to see. I feel We don't that. need to see nothing that. else special from LeBron, bro, other than lifting, uh, lifting trophies, bro. That's all we want to see. <laughs> that is but a fact, I think sir. Anthony Davis is going to be the man on this team this year. Absolutely. I really do. I think LeBron knows that. Like, and, and, and especially the, the quick turnaround, I think it's a lot of it is going to lean on Anthony Davis to be that number one player. Yeah, and, and, and it's going to be interesting to see how that season uh, uh, starts and how the Lakers start going into uh, opening night. It's funny that you know we could transition right into opening night, Black. The schedule came down. Uh, what two games are going to be play, taking place, and I love this from the NBA. I love it. So the first game, you'll have the Golden State Warriors visiting the Brooklyn Nets. Now, it was kind of a downer with Klay Thompson uh, not being available. But you still got Draymond. You still got Steph and a lot of young talent that Golden State is going to be bringing to Brooklyn to face off against Kyrie and Kevin Durant. And then at the nightcap at 10 o'clock on TNT, the Los Angeles Lakers will raise Banner 17 and get their championship rings. And they would get those in front of the Los Angeles Clippers right in front of their faces. I'm excited to see that. Black, what are your thoughts on opening night? Warriors, Nets, Lakers, Clippers. Uh, I'm excited about the uh, Warriors-Nets game. I think that's going to be uh, a very exciting game. And I know Klay Thompson is uh, is not out there, and, that, and, and that's sad that the that the Warriors don't have him yeah. uh, this year. Yes. But I like uh, the pickup of Kelly Oubre. Uh, yeah, Kelly sure. Oubre can do a lot of things. He's not he's not Clay Thompson. Don't get me wrong now. Right, right, right. But the kid can do a lot of good things. He he's can play. A good defensive player. And if he get a hot streak, you never know what's going to happen. He can play, so, man. He can I, play. Yeah, I, I I really like that. And then going up against the Warriors, you got I mean going up against the Nets, you got, you know, KD and Kyrie back on the floor with all those pieces a that lot. we got to see in the bubble. A lot. a lot of pieces. So I'm excited about this game. I think that's that's going to be a very entertaining Game and then uh, the Clippers and the Lakers. Lakers by a thousand. <laughs> Lakers by a thousand. Um, it, it, it's, 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 it's nothing much to talk about. Like Doc River said, well, you know what make what what is going to change things with with Ty Lue being the head coach? What's, um, what's going to change things? I, I don't know. What's going to change? It's I don't the know. Same story. It's going to be the same story. Lakers by a thousand <laughs> on ring night. Um, nothing there to talk about. Clippers don't get a lot of our energy. Okay, Black. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I'm excited for that Wars and next next game. You got Steph returning. You know, Draymond, Keller Uber. You got D'Angelo Russell out there as well. You got the the rookie Weissman. Um, I'm excited to see how this Warrior team is going to look. And then they're going to get the return of Kevin Durant. 
I think I think a lot of people will be tuning in because we want to see Kevin Durant. We haven't seen him since he went down in game five of uh, the NBA Finals two seasons ago. So I think all the elements of there, KD facing his old team, I just think it's going to be a good theater basketball game to see where, where Steph is, where KD is, where Draymond is, how does D'Angelo Russell and Oubre fit with those guys, um, the coaching aspect with uh, Steve Nash versus Steve Kerr. I mean, it's a lot of elements with that game, and I'm super excited to see it, man, uh, 8 o'clock on TNT. And then, of course, man, we getting our rings. I don't even care about the game. I don't care. <laughs> give me the ring. Give me my ring and rise my banner up in Staples. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. And it's just icing on the cake that we're doing it in front of the Los Angeles Clippers. And we're doing it in front of crybaby Paul George. And we're doing it in front of no-show Kawhi, my boy. So <laughs> I am thrilled about the opportunity to see that happen. I think it'll be a competitive game. I think the Clippers are going to come out trying to prove a point. They are going to – they nah. heard all the talking in the offseason. I think they are going to be guns blazing, but it just won't be enough. It just won't be enough. I actually have the Lakers Thank winning you. their first game of the year in a close game, Black. Close game, Lakers go 1-0. You don't mean that, dude. You don't mean that, Lakers 5,000. You don't mean that. <laughs> Either way it go, hey, man, I'm just trying to see that banner go up to the roof. And I'm just trying to see them rains get past that. After that, Black, I probably can go to bed, bro. Yeah, I probably can go you, to bro. bed. Don't it, don't it just suck, bro? You ain't going to have an L.A. faithful in the building to celebrate oh, yeah, that, man. man. Yeah. Oh, that sucks, yeah, bad, it's tough. man. It's tough. We didn't, we, didn't get, um, we didn't get the parade either, man. I know. So I know. it's tough. I know. It's tough, man. It's tough. All right. So let's swing over to Christmas Day. Christmas Day. And I'm really interested to hear... How you think and what you feel and how you think about the Christmas Day schedule, Black? Because I must say, I was really surprised at the lineup for Christmas Day. Although I am happy with the lineup, although I love the matchups, I was really surprised at these games. So let's start at the top. Christmas Day, December 25th, ABC. First game at noon. Love it. You got hopefully a healthy Zion Williams and that young Pelicans team against the Eastern Conference champions, Miami Heat. Love that game. At 2.30, you got the roaring Golden State Warriors trying to come back and reassert themselves against uh, the one of the better teams in the league the last two years with the, the fraudulent MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo, at 2.30. At 5 o'clock, this might be the game of the day. Might be Nets and Celtics. I am looking forward to this one, man. Nets and Celtics in Boston. At 8 o'clock, we got Luka and we got the King. Mavs and yeah. Lakers at 8 o'clock on ABC Christmas night. And the nightcap where they should be when people are getting ready to go to sleep and getting ready for the next day. You got the Los Angeles Clippers taking on the Denver Nuggets at 1030, my boy, on ESPN. Ain't that, ain't that such a shame? Such a shame, ain't it? <laughs> Such a shame. So that's what we're looking at, Black. So how do you feel about that slate, man? Those five games on Christmas Day. I love it, man. How you feel about it? Yeah, man, I was I was, at, at first, I was kind of like, oh, they messed Christmas Day up. But yeah, me too. I listened to me too. Your fav- I listened to one of your favorite guys and Colin Cowherd. 
Yeah. He just broke it down for me in the in the science. I was like, I got it. Absolutely. I understand now. Mm-hmm. I understand the NBA is looking for that next guy. Yes, sir. They're looking for that next guy. So we can't depend we can't depend on Zion because we don't know if he can stay healthy. So we're right. gonna put him at twelve o'clock. Right. Um we don't know if uh Giannis can make that next step right. and become that winner that we need him to be. So we're gonna put him at two thirty. Yes. And then we can't depend on Kyrie and K D if they're gonna be healthy. So we're gonna give them the five o'clock slot. Great game though. So that leaves Luka Dockic. Absolutely. The guy who is prime in prime position to potentially be the uh at a young age, the face of the NBA. Yeah. Once LeBron James leaves. Very true. And this kid this kid has all the tools. Oh tell tools. me this. When was the last time that we had a white kid who was the face of this league? I'm pretty sure the NBA is licking their chops at this <laughs> because they could have this kid who's Larry Bird type or player playing the point guard position. And they're going to put him on in prime time with LeBron James. That's telling me they they see something in Luca to give him that slot. And 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 I see something in Luca. Luca is is going to become that guy. Maybe even MVP material in this upcoming season. So I'm excited about Christmas Day. Once I heard that and I thought about, it, I was like, oh yeah, it makes a lot of sense because yeah. those other players that we named, we can't, we don't know if they're going to be healthy or or something's going to happen with them. Right. So. Why not put Luka Dockage and give him his moment on Christmas Day against LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers? Right. Yeah. And then, of course, you can't forget about the 1030 spot, my boy. Uh, D, like I just told you before, bro, it's nothing to talk about with the Clippers. You know, <laughs> you, know uh, you, you get the Clippers get all the leftovers, bro. 1030 slot is the leftovers, bro, unless you're playing the Lakers. <laughs> you know, you get all the leftovers, bro, and you're going back to the end, you're going to Denver. Right. That shows you don't even have a Christmas Day, day game at home because that's taken away for the last that's whole that spot is held out for the Los Angeles Lakers, not the Clippers. Absolutely, I love it, man. I'm excited to see the Pelicans in the Heat. I think that's going to be a fantastic matchup. I'm praying everybody's healthy, man. You can get you a Zion, you get you a Bi, you get your Alonzo. You got a lot of great players over there. Josh Hart over there with the Pelicans. And then you just bring in that gritty, tough team with the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler, Dragic, uh, Bam out of Bayou. I mean, Tyler Hero. I mean, I mean, just a great date, just a great way to start off the game, uh, the games for Christmas Day. Warriors and Bucks, you know, former MVPs and 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 current MVPs on the floor. You know, great spot for Steph. Uh, to really show himself to to remind everybody on the national stage that I'm still that dude. And then I'm looking forward to probably this game the most. I'm looking forward to the Nets. I'm looking forward to the Celtics. I mean, a lot of talent, man, on Brooklyn. A lot of talent in, in, in Boston. The two head coaches, Brad Steven and first-year head coach Steve Nash. I just think this is a very sexy game for the NBA on Christmas Day. And then we get to the 8 o'clock game, like you said, man. The NBA is looking towards Luka Doncic like he could be the next face. It's one thing to be the best player in the league. It's not a lot of play it's not a lot of people that are fortunate to be the best player and the face of the NBA. We don't get that a lot. LeBron James was fortunate to be that. Michael Jordan was fortunate mm-hmm. to be that. Magic Johnson was fortunate to be that at some point in his career. Shaquille O'Neal was fortunate to be that at some point in his career. But Kobe Bryant was never deemed the face of the NBA. He was the best player, but he wasn't the face of the league. Tim Duncan, at one point, was the best player in the NBA, but he was never the face of the league. 
But now you got a guy on Luka Doncic, man, who is completely magical. This man has had so many oh my god moments in his young NBA career. What he did in the playoffs last year, what he did during the season last year, every one of those games with the Mavs and the Lakers were must-see TV. Down to the wire, great games. Luka and LeBron closing out the game every time they played. And this is right on the money. At first, I didn't like it. I was like, oh, man, I wanted the Nets, so I wanted the Clippers on Christmas Day. But I'll take this. This is a refreshing matchup. And like Colin Cowherd said, my boy, Luka Doncic is almost a certified can't-miss hit. If he stays healthy, he's only going to get better. We've seen the jump that Luka had in his rookie year to his second year. was insane how much better he got in one year. So, Luka versus LeBron, sign me up, 8 o'clock, my boy, ABC Christmas Day. And, of course, <laughs> and, of course, my boy. And another thing, shout out to LeBron James. This would be LeBron James' 18th straight Christmas Day game. He has played on Christmas every season he's been in the NBA, my boy. Every season. That is totally remarkable that he is a must-see to see it on is, Christmas man. Day, it's my a, boy. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a must-see. Did, didn't he make his first Christmas Day debut against Tracy McGrady uh, on Christmas Day, if I'm not mistaken? I've seen I, something on YouTube. They I, flashed I, back to a game. I think that was his very first Christmas Day game when yeah, him I, and Tracy McGrady just put on a show. Like, yes, I believe like you are correct. 40. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you are correct. And last but not least, we have the 1030 slot when everybody's going to bed. Everyone's had all the food that they can eat. Everyone's you know tucked their kids in the bed. And everyone's calling it a night, my boy. You'll have the Los Angeles Clippers tipping off at Denver against the Nuggets, my boy, at 1030 on ESPN Christmas Day, my boy. So if anybody who can't go to sleep, you'll have something to watch. Clippers, Nuggets. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. So that's pretty much going to wrap up the NBA. Uh, me and Black will be doing uh, uh, the you know uh, 2020 season preview show of the NBA. So look forward to that. We're going to have, you know, break down everything. We're going to give you our MVP predictions. We're going to give you our NBA finals predictions, NBA champion predictions. We're going to talk about everybody from LeBron to AD to Giannis to Steph to KD to, to Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic. We're going to talk about everything on that preview show. You're going to get that uh, right before the new season starts on the 22nd. So look out for that from the sports desk. Uh, talking about some NBA. We love it, and we're glad that it's on the way back. All right, Black, let's transition over to college football. We had a couple things take play this take place this week, so I'm going to play the theme here. We're going to get started, man. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, man. So let's get into some college football black and in week 14. And let's go ahead and kick off, man, with um the game that got made on Thursday night. All right. We had the, the Cougars from BYU. <laughs> Take a trip, boy. <laughs> yeah, to take a trip to Coastal Carolina, my boy. 
and play against the what hey what 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 the, what they name is my boy the uh the the coast of Carolina man they got a oh, funny nickname. I, I, they got a funny name. I think it's something with a B or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I have to look <laughs> it up. But it, the Chanticleers, the Chanticleers, my boy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. The Chanticleers. So yeah, man, BYU took a trip up there, and unfortunately, it did not go the Cougars' way, my boy. Black, what did you think about BYU versus Coastal Carolina? Well, Coastal Carolina stand undefeated. And getting the win at home over the Cougars, my boy, 22 to 17. A uh, very exciting game. Be very, very exciting. Uh, both teams ran the ball very well in this game. Um, I was very, I was, I was, I was really shocked. I feel like, I feel like uh, the playoff committee needs to take a look at Coastal Carolina. Do they? Um, it's not. Easy, it, it's not easy for. For a team to take a game on a short notice like that, especially a team like BYU, who's been killing everybody. I mean, yes. everybody they played, they killed them. And Coastal Carolina was able to come together and, and get that win and, and get that stop as time expired from them scoring, to stop them from scoring. So right. That's a big, that's a big win for Coastal Carolina to stay undefeated. Mm-hmm. I know they won't be nothing nowhere in the top ten, but right. we're gonna have to give Coastal Carolina a little respect now. Like I said, with everything going on this season with the pandemic, you know, you need you need other teams like undefeated teams. You got Coastal Carolina, Cincinnati, all those type teams. You have to get those teams a look because they're out there playing games week in and week out. And then you just beat a a, a, t- a top ranked team in BYU. So uh, I'm I'm excited to see. I'm excited for Coastal Carolina. Big win for them. Um, not going to hang my hat down on BYU. They showed up to play football. Just came up a little short, and I know that uh, they're going to probably get wrecked in the in the in, in the in the standings when they come out on Tuesday. But it's okay. But a very exciting game, and I'm looking forward to uh, what the future holds for Car- uh, for Coastal Carolina. Yeah, very good game. Very entertaining. I watched most of this game. Very hard-fought game between both teams. It was kind of let down to pick BYU to beat uh, the Chanticleers, but Hey, look, those those kids for Coastal Carolina were picked to finish dead last in their conference. They were picked to win two games this whole season. So for them to come out and be 10-0, 6-0 at home, beat the 13th ranked Cougars on a short notice, that's very, very impressive. I agree with you. I'm rooting for Coastal Carolina to get that New Year's six-day game. I'm rooting for them. I know a lot of things have to happen. You got Cincinnati out there. I don't know how far back BYU drops down, but I hope the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina, my boy, end up, end up in that New Year's six-day bowl game. So, you know, we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll see how it goes, man. But big win uh, for Coastal Carolina. All right, my boy, let's go ahead and review the top four from last week to see if you, uh, what do you, do you have any predictions? Do you see the top four changing? Last week it was still the same. Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. Black, you see any changes in the top four this week? Uh, no, I don't. I think I think they got it right this week. Everything basically stayed the same. Uh, yeah. Kind of getting worried about Ohio State a little bit. They're not, they're not playing enough games. They finally got back on the field on Saturday. Yeah. So I'm we I I see they they haven't even put a team yet to face Northwestern for the uh, Big Ten championship. So I'm waiting to see if uh, are these games going to get played next week. You know, it's still up in the air. 
it's not even any time set for these games because they're not sure if they're going to be played. Well, they so, we, they they set um, the time they set the time for Michigan and Ohio State. It's twelve o'clock on Fox Saturday. Okay, okay, okay. Well, that game's looking like it's going to be played. So uh, yes. more than likely, you're going to you're going to uh, Ohio State is going to have the games that they need to. Uh, Yes, play, they uh, got to have six the, games. In the Big Ten Championship, yeah, in the Big Ten Championship. So yes. Other than Ohio State, everything else is pretty much locked up. Uh, but I know after, after not Saturday coming, but the following Saturday, I, I predict there will be a number, uh, another number two ranked team, and Clemson will be back at number two after they whoop Notre Dame. So hmm. we can get that out the way. But um, I'm solid with everything that they uh, did with the top four. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really have no more to add. Top four is correct. We're going to see some changes here in the next two weeks. Um, not really much to talk about with the top four, but we're going to see some movement. You know, you got Clemson and Notre Dame playing an ACC championship game next Saturday. You got Florida and Alabama getting ready to play next week. Uh, you know, Ohio State, uh, got Michigan, and then look like they're going to, well, they will be playing Northwestern. So it's a lot of things that's going to be going on. We're going to see what happens with AM. We're going to see what's happening with Cincinnati. So we're going to get some some turbulence uh, with this top four ranking uh, within the next week. It's pretty much been boring, but it's correct. Those are the top four teams in the country. But I'm really interested to see how everything shapes out after the conference championship games. And, of course, we'll be talking a lot more about that uh, in next week's show uh, with those games. All right, my boy. Uh, let's see. Let's see what we got here. All right, my boy. It's time to excuse me. It's time to review the scores, man, from last week to kind of get us up to date <laughs> on where we at on our college football picks of the week, my boy. So what we got? Okay, okay. We had two games get canceled last week. Uh-huh. We had the Maryland and Michigan Michigan game get canceled, and the dog game of the week oh. get canceled as well. FIU versus Charlotte got canceled as well. But Terrible it's okay. News. It's okay. So last week, coming into uh, last week, we had Dedrick at three and one. Huh. We had Sid at two and two, and we had yours truly Black at two and two. I'm tired of this. I am sick and tired of this tie between me and Sid. I'm getting <laughs> tired of it. So we got overall, we got Dedrick at thirty and twelve. We got Sid at twenty three and nineteen, and uh, Black at twenty three and nineteen. Yes, sir. Okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go, D. Number five, uh, game number one, we got number 22, Washington, at number 23, Oregon. Oh, I'm taking the Ducks, my boy. Quack, quack. <laughs> okay, I'm going to I'm gonna roll with the Ducks as well in this game. And our man said he picked um, – oh, man, he picked Washington mm. to get in this game. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay, okay. 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 Uh, Next game, we got number 17, North Carolina, at number 10, Miami. Oh, man, I'm taking a fight at Mac Browns to knock off them frauds in Miami, my boy. <laughs> yeah, the sugar canes. <laughs> yeah, and um, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to roll with Miami in this game. Okay, I think uh, Miami needs one of these big a uh, big win versus a, a ranked team. Uh-huh. And I think just the week that they did it, and I'm and our man said he picked. Uh, hold on one second. He picked UNC to get the win as well. The Fighting Mac Browns. Fighting Mac Browns. Okay, next game we got number seven, Cincinnati at number 24, Tosa. This is going to be a tricky game. This is going to be a tricky game for Cincinnati. It's going to be very, very close. 
But I'm going to hang in there with the Bearcats to keep on pushing with their undefeated season. Bearcats. Okay. And I like Cincinnati in this game as well. I think Cincinnati uh, is in prime position to uh, get in one of these get, get in one of these New Year's six, six bowls potentially to the playoffs, depending on how some of these teams uh, some of these teams in front of them uh, lose or win. So they could potentially they're in prime position to potentially get in the playoffs. So I'm gonna have them getting this win at Tulsa. Right. Okay, and our man said he picked Cincinnati to get the win as well. Okay. Okay, next game. Next game, we got number 16, Wisconsin at number 19, Iowa. Oh, Wisconsin and Iowa. Man, this is a sorry game. <laughs> but I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go out on a limb, man, and I'm 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 gonna take Iowa to knock off Wisconsin. Okay, okay. Uh, I've been pick, picking Wisconsin for like the past two weeks, and they've let me down. So I'm going to roll with the uh, with Iowa as well. I like them to get the get the win up there in that snowy game that is potentially supposed to be. So I got Iowa winning this by seven. Okay. Uh, I got said he has um, Iowa getting the win as well. Okay. Hey, last game we got. Number 20, USC at UCLA. USC and UCLA. Is you say UCLA yeah. ranked? Uh no, you UCLA is not ranked there. They are 3 and 2 versus the undefeated USC Trojans. You know what? And the game is it's a rivalry game. Right. I'm going to take USC I mean, Chip Kelly, he ain't been able to put nothing together at UCLA. I don't see any reason why, you know, they're going to knock off the Trojans. I'm going to take USC. Okay, and I'm going. I'm going to take. I'm going to take USC as well. I, like you say, I, I. I just. I don't believe in what uh, Chip Kelly is doing right. at UCLA. So like uh, USC to win this by 14. Okay, Ooh. and like I said, he USC as well. Okay. All right, it's about that time. It's about, about that, that time, time my boy. It's time for the dog game of the week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So here we go, my boy. Live on on CBSSports.net, my boy. Not even on TV this week, my boy. Friday. December 11th at 10 p.m. on CBSSports.net. You got Nevada versus San Jose State, my boy. <laughs> Who we rolling with, my boy? San Jose State or Nevada in the dog game of the week? I'm going to go uh, Nevada in this game. I'm going to pick Nevada. I don't know much about San Jose State. Um, okay. I'm going to pick Nevada uh, to get the win on Saturday. And it's a Friday. It's, it's it's a, a Friday, Friday night game, my boy, at ten o'clock. Yeah, uh, it, uh, fr- on Friday night. And I got said he picked um, he picked San Jose to get San Jose to get the win. Yeah, I'm also going to go with San Jose State, my boy, to get the win over Nevada this Friday night. 10 o'clock, CBSSports.net, the dog game of the week. (laughs) All right, my boy. 
All right, man. So that's pretty much going to wrap up for college football. Now, next week, it's conference championship week. We know who's playing where in the Big Ten, the SEC, the ACC, the Pac-10. It's all about championship week next week, man, the sports desk. We're going to try to get our man Cedric Farr, our college football correspondent, in the building so we can talk some championship football. I'm pretty sure it's said I have a lot to say about the mighty Florida Gators uh, taking on Roll Tide of Alabama and Atlanta uh, next weekend. Look forward to see where he's at uh, with that. Uh, Cause wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's see. Cause we will we have another show before then? Oh yeah, we will. We will. We will. Yeah, was, we will. Yeah, we, got we will. Before. We got another show. Before we then. will. Yep. Okay. All right, man. We're gonna transition out of college football, and we're gonna touch on some boxing, man. We had the return of a young, promising young superstar last night, Earl Spence Jr., man. And then we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get a breakdown of what we saw with Earl Spence and Danny Garcia. But first, we gotta play. A top five song in the history of music. Everybody, everybody, get on your feet, get on your right feet now, right now, Joe. The best fighter in the world, fighter in the world. Whoever don't agree, whoever don't agree, you know what? I guess y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. forgot, forgot. When they Shout out to Roy Jones, man. Shout out to Roy Jones. Jones. Yes, sir. (laughs) All right, Black, let's get into it, man. Last night, last night, man, Saturday night, we have the return of a promising young superstar, Earl Spence Jr., returned to the boxing ring to face Danny Garcia in Dallas, Texas, in Cowboys Stadium. Earl Spence getting a unanimous decision win over Danny Garcia, retaining his welterweight championships. Black, what was your overall thoughts on Earl Spence and Danny Garcia last night, my boy? Um, I was excited for Earl Spence. Uh, the fight was pretty much a snoozer. <laughs> because Earl Spence really dominated that fight. Like, yeah. I was impressed with how he looked, man, and and typical uh Earl Spence fashion. He comes straight he comes straight ahead and he put that he put that jab in your face, man, and there's not really much you can do. No. Um he he applied he applied the pressure to Danny Garcia. And we know once Danny Garcia gets under pressure, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, he gets away from his from his game plan and that's what happened in this game. Right. So shout out to Earl Spence, man. He I I, I was just really impressed with how he looked. You can tell and looking at him box that he really put the work in in that time he was out after he uh, recovered from his car accident. Yes. So shout out to him. He said he he felt a little rusty out there, but us looking, he didn't look rusty at all. No. To me. You know, he looked really sharp. He yep. looked really good. I'm excited for Earl Spence, man. And he said this just this is the fight to not the cop cop was off. So I'm excited to see what he'll look like in his next fight. So uh, shout out to him and shout out to Danny Garcia, man. Uh, for this fight, and it, it it really wasn't too exciting, but it was totally dominated by Earl Spence Jr. Yeah, um, very boring fight. I was falling asleep throughout the whole fight, <laughs> and, and, and I was hoping that it wasn't. I was hoping that it wasn't going to be that because boxing has had a hell of a year. I mean, a hell oh, of man. a year in the sport of boxing. I was hoping that Earl and Danny could come together and give us an explosive fight, but Danny Garcia. 
he was waiting for some reason, you know, to get opportunities to counter strike Earl Spence Jr. And Earl didn't give him that opportunity by jabbing him to death. I mean, Earl was moving very good in the ring. He was executing his length that he had over Danny Garcia. Danny Garcia didn't do anything to put Earl Spence in danger. I mean, he got a couple clean shots off throughout the fight, but nothing significant. Earl is clearly the more talented fighter. He looked at very sharp in his return. We all thought that Danny Garcia was going to give Errol, uh, Earl an opportunity to get his hands dirty, uh, to get into deep waters, and that just wasn't the case. I mean, I had Danny Garcia winning two rounds in that whole fight. I had Earl 10-2 over Danny Garcia, and the unanimous, unanimous decision was warranted. He he definitely earned that and deserved to get that unanimous uh, decision. But I guess the bottom line at the end of the day, just very, very happy to see Earl, excuse me, Earl Spence Jr. back in the ring. He looked it very good. It was very uh, 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 exciting to see him come back from what he's been through. If y'all don't know, Earl suffered a horrific car accident. I think he was in a Porsche or a Lamborghini somewhere in downtown Dallas and totally had a just wrecked out the car. Horrific accident yeah. that could have cost that him his life. Car. Yeah, it could have yeah. cost him his life. And you can go see that accident on YouTube if you want to see the magnitude. But for Earl to bounce back, just... Just remarkable, man, that he was able to do that. And very, very happy for him and his family. Earl gets the win. And, and uh, you know, I guess, Black, you know, what do you hope to see next uh, for Earl Spence Jr., man, uh, going into 2021? He says he wants to fight again in the summer. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know, man. Like everybody everybody wants to see him and Terrence Crawford. Like, yeah. no, one, no one wants to see either one of those guys fight Manny Pacquiao. Everyone wants to see. Earl versus Crawford. Like, that's what the fans want. Will we get it? I don't know. I really don't know. So I really don't know where Earl goes for this. And Earl said it last night. He was like, we, you know, we'll see what happens. But I'm pretty sure one of these guys is going to be in line for Manny Pacquiao. I just don't know who uh, gets that fight. So I'm excited to see what happens with Earl. Does he Does he give, uh, does he give Sean Porter a rematch? Uh-huh. Or does he go... Or, or or does he look at a Keith Thurman or one of those type guys? I don't. We I really don't know where 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 Earl goes from here. But as a fan, I want to see Crawford versus Spence. Yeah. Um. As a fan, I want to see Terrence Crawford and Earl Spence as well. But black, <laughs> but black. I don't think I don't think we gonna get it, man. I don't think I see what they're doing with these two. First of all, somehow, some way, one of them has to fight Manny Pacquiao and get that belt off of Pacquiao because that's what's going to determine the mega fight, the unification fight at welterweight for all of the belts is someone has to get that belt off Manny Pacquiao. And I think Terrence Crawford can beat Manny Pacquiao and get that belt off of him and set up that mega match for all of the welterweight titles uh, against Earl Spence Jr., now, Black, I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed the Earl Spence Jr. and uh, um, uh, what's my boy name who was commentating last night? Uh, Sean Porter. Sean Porter. I enjoyed that fight between them. Sean Porter was pressuring this man. I mean, Earl Spence yes, was in deep waters. And if he didn't get that knockdown late in the fight, I don't know. I don't know if he would have won that fight. I don't know if Sean Porter yeah. 
would have, you know, got his hand raised that fight. So I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Sean Porter and Earl Spence too. And then we get Manny Pacquiao and Terrence Crawford. And when Ter- and Terrence Crawford defeats Manny Pacquiao, you know, we'll have that unification uh, championship fight uh, in the welterweight division between Earl Spence Jr. and uh, Terrence Crawford. That's what I'm hoping we'll get sometime next year. So yeah, all right, Black. Yeah, man. I'm, I, I, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I'm. Ex- I'm just. I'm just excited, like for the uh, the sport of boxing, man. Like it's just a lot. It's a lot happening right now. We get the return of Anthony Joshua next week, and uh, I mean not next. Yeah, uh, and uh, like next week, I think if I'm not mistaken, we get the return of uh, got heavyweights back in the ring. Boxing just has uh, a lot of their stars going to be on display. In this month, you got Canelo, you got Triple G coming. Like I'm just, I'm just excited. Uh, I'm just, I'm just excited for the sport of boxing, man. Um, you know, my sports team, my football teams, they suck. So boxing is holding <laughs> me down right now until NBA kicks off. So right. I'm excited, man. You get to see the superstars and some of the faces of the uh, in the boxing ring. You know, uh, going to be fighting this month, and, and I can't right. wait. And also, uh, up and coming Shakur Stevenson is back in the ring this month. So absolutely, I'm excited about boxing uh, in the month of December and moving forward. Yeah, great year for the sport of boxing. Uh, we're going, like you said, we get Joshua, we get Shakur Stevenson to close out the year, and looking forward what you know boxing could do in uh, 2021. Hopefully, they they um uh, um you know. Get better and better and better and 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 the Tyson and we can't forget about the Tyson and Roy Jones event like that was a feel good moment for boxing as well. So it was, you know, we just hope that they continue on. All right, Black, we're gonna do a little bit of NFL man, just a tad bit, and then we're gonna get out of here. We have some storylines in the National Football League. All right, all right, all right. Let's go ahead and get into a little bit of the National Football League. And Black, we have some surprise scores today. And let's go ahead and go to Tennessee, where the Cleveland Browns have improved to 9-3, defeating the Tennessee Titans 41-35. This game was not as close as the score indicated. At one point, it was 38-7. 38-7 Cleveland over Tennessee Black how impressive was this win against the Browns man this is big for the Browns excuse man. me like, yeah the Browns <laughs> over the Titans sorry yep. yeah yeah uh, this is big for the Browns like getting this win getting this win locks up you know their first winning season since 2007 when they went 10 and 6 yep so uh, I'm happy for the Browns man that means the Browns, we, we we will see the Browns in the playoffs this year. Yes, we will see that. And 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 the Browns are a tough, gritty team. Yes, they are. And shout out to Baker Mayfield. He broke out of that shell and got the ball down the field. Yes, he did. Game. I mean, he showed out. He had a four touchdown day. Yes, he, they didn't have to. They, they didn't have to rely on the run because Baker Mayfield was making all the throws. Yes, against uh against a good Tennessee defense. And yes. 
shout out to them for going going into Tennessee and getting a big win uh, for them, and especially uh, locking up you know locking up a, a winning record. For the first time since 2007. Yeah, man. Very, very, very impressive win by the Cleveland Browns. Shout out to Baker Mayfield. I mean, he was pretty much left for dead, bro. Just left for dead, man, early in the season. A lot of bad things were being said about Baker, and rightfully so. But, man, I'm telling you, man, he has come along, and he has, you know, he is driving the car the way it needs to be driven uh, in Cleveland. And shout out to their first-year head coach, Stavansky. Uh, I'm, I know I'm butchering his name, but... Shout out to their first-year head coach, man. Very impressive uh, to see, you know, what these guys are doing uh, out here uh, in uh, Cleveland, man. Big win over the road against on the road against the Tennessee Titans. All right, Black, let's go on down to the Giants and the Seahawks. What in God's green earth happened today with the Giants getting a 17-12 win over the Seahawks with Colt McCoy as their starting quarterback? Black, what's going on with the Seahawks? Man, total letdown from the Seahawks, man. Now, now with them losing that game, uh, they dropped out of the two spot, and Green Bay, with the win today, has moved up in the two spot. Mm-hmm. So, um, bad loss for the Seahawks. I don't know what happened in that game, but um, the Giants came to play football. Uh, shout out to Wayne Gallman. He rushed for 140, 45 yards in this game, so they controlled the clock on the ground. Mm-hmm. They kept the ball out of Russell Westbrook. I mean, out of Russell Wilson. Um, Russell Wilson's hands, and was able to was able to uh, make enough plays to win this game. So, shout out to the Giants for getting the win without their starting quarterback, Colt McCoy. I haven't heard that name in a long, long time. <laughs> Very <laughs> long. Forget- <laughs> Very shout long. Shout out to them for getting the win, and uh, what a letdown by Seattle in this game. Yeah, very much so. Just pathetic by the Seahawks. Absolutely pathetic by those guys. Terrible loss. Not only did they drop a seed in the uh, in the playoff race in the NFC, I believe now they're, I think they might not be in first place with the LA uh, Rams getting the win today over the uh, uh, Arizona they're Cardinals. Yeah, the Rams are in first place, yep. So it's it's not a good look, man. Not a good look, man, for uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Just future performance by Russell Wilson and those guys, man. I mean, just absolutely pathetic. All right, let's go down to a couple of more games uh, of today. Like we just mentioned, the L.A. Rams getting a 38-28 win over the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals are sliding after that Hail Mary victory over the Buffalo Bills. They have now lost three in a row. Three in a row. The Cardinals, they got to get it together. They'll be in danger of missing the playoffs. Now, Black, I thought the Jets were going to get a win today. I thought they were going to get a win. I was on my knees hoping for it, man. (laughs) But it did not happen, my boy. It did not happen, my boy. The Jets still are uh, looking for their first win. The Jaguars lost as well, so that's a good thing. But I thought the Jags was going to win today, too. So I was like, Lord, have mercy. Where do we go from here? But... We're still in the same seat. Hopefully, the Jets can get a win, and that means the Jaguars will be taking over that number one overall pick. So we'll have to stay tuned, my boy. Uh, we had the, the the Patriots just beat the smithereens out of the Chargers, my boy. 45 to <laughs> nothing. 45 to nothing. Yeah, beat them bad. I think. Shout out, and shout out, to, shout out to that New England defense as well. Uh, Special, they made a lot of plays on defense and special, special teams. teams a blocked yeah. field goal, 
yeah, like shout out to them and shout out to Cam, man. Just I don't know what's going on in with the Chargers, man. But uh, shout out to New England and shout out to uh, those guys for for getting a big win going down to the West Coast, going up to the West Coast. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. New England looking very good today. Still in control and making the playoffs, man. And if they're going to be doing it with defense and special teams, that could be a tricky team you play in the playoffs, man. And we'll see, you know, how that goes. We got the Packers taking care of the Eagles 30-16. And Carson Wentz was benched, my boy. Jalen Hurts was brought into the second half. And it looks like the Carson Wentz experience might be done in Philadelphia with his benching today against the Packers. Now, we do have a couple of games uh, throughout the week. So, on Monday, you got two Monday night games. You got the Washington football team and the Pittsburgh Steelers at 5 o'clock on Monday. 5 o'clock on Monday on Fox. And then on Monday night football at 8.15, you have the Buffalo Bills and the scrappy, scrappy San Francisco 49ers who will be playing in Arizona Due to the pandemic and COVID lockdowns in their counties in California, the 49ers cannot play there. So they'll be playing Buffalo in Arizona. Tough, tough, tough thing for the 49ers to have to go through, man. But that should be an interesting game. And then last but not least, on Tuesday night at 8.05 on Fox, you have the Puget, the Disgusting, the Sorry, the Abysmal Dallas Cowboys taking on the flailing out of control, spiraling Baltimore Ravens, my boy. Cowboys, Ravens, 8.05 on Tuesday on Fox, my boy. So that's pretty much going to wrap up the National Football League and, and, and pretty much the show. I'm going to get into some other news. But, Black, man, before we get you out of here, man, you got anything else, man, before we get you out of here? Yeah, man, just want to uh, – sorry, I couldn't be there today. But I just want to say uh, thank you to all our listeners, man, for all the support, all the love. Uh, thank yes. y'all for tuning in with us every week and going to listen to the show. We appreciate it. Um, y'all can hit me up on Twitter, Instagram at BlackEnl3. Man, y'all hit me up so we can talk about it. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Black Man. So I'll get up with you soon, man, and look forward to having you back in studio next week, my boy. All right, man. Love y'all. I love you, man. Love to all our listeners, man. Enjoy. Yes, sir, my boy. You take it easy, man. I'll get up with you. All right, yo. Yo. All right, man. So shout out to my boy Black Man. Like like he said, he couldn't be in studio today, but he will be back in studio uh next week. All right, so we're gonna get into some other news and we are going to get out of here. All right, let's see what we got. What we got? The Reduced Lunch Sports Fantasy League is still going and going. It should be about playoff time uh, with the sports desk, man. And, you know, we just want to, you know, you know, shout out everybody in the league, man. We got a large league, 18 teams. It's out of control. Nobody got no running backs. Nobody got no quarterbacks. But it's fun, man. How can you maneuver? How can you do your thing uh, in the league, man? So the Sports Desk Fantasy League is going, all right? Um, let's see what we got. Uh, Bron, LeBron James will be giving his number 23 to Anthony Davis. That's right. LeBron tried to do this last season and gift 
uh, AD with the number 23, but Nike and the NBA say, hey, it was too close. All the merchandise had already been made for the season, so LeBron had to stick with 23 last year. But this year, it seems like he's going to be wearing number 6, and AD will be wearing number 23. The legend Sting made his return to AEW TV this past Tuesday night. It was awesome to see. I think Sting is like 55, 56 years old. Uh, or something like that, man. But it was really good to see Sting. Sting sign a multi-year uh, deal with AEW. So uh, me and Black gonna have to get out and see some shows out there because they do it right here in our home city of Jacksonville, Florida, man. So shout out to the legend Sting for making his return. Okay, uh, Yoel Romero, the Soldier of God uh, in the UFC, uh, they departed. UFC and Yo Yoel Romero have agreed to no longer uh, be in business together. Romero will continue to fight, but let's face it, Romero did not have um, in, uh, his last outings weren't that good in the UFC, so they have decided to part ways. Uh, just coming into the sports desk, we got Floyd Mayweather Jr. Uh, set to take on Logan Paul in February 2021 in the exhibition bout. I'm pretty sure Floyd is getting paid a lot of money to do this, but I don't understand it. I don't know if I'll watch it, but we'll see if it even happens. I think they tried to do this once before, but it, uh, everything fell through. But looks like we got Mayweather, Logan Paul for February 2021 in a boxing exhibition match and last but not least man for all my wrestling heads out there man man we want to send a rest in peace to the first ever intercontinental champion pat patterson he has passed away uh this past week an elder statesman in the wwe one of vince mcmahon's right hand men and why am i talking about pat patterson because for a short time uh, during the corporation faction, you had Patterson and Bris Briscoe. They were like the stooges for Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon, and they were hilarious. I don't know much about Pat Patterson, the wrestler. I know he was the first ever Intercontinental Champion, but when he was introduced to me, when I was watching wrestling, he was so funny, very good playing his character with uh, uh, Briscoe, and uh, it, it was a joy to see uh, them each and every week tagging along with McMahon and uh, Shane McMahon. So I want to send a, a very special rest in peace uh, to Mr. Pat Patterson, okay? All right, man, that's pretty much going to wrap, wrap it up for this week's show. Like I told y'all going in, man, it wasn't going to be your traditional uh, sports desk show, Black. Uh, could not be here today, so we had to do what we had to do. But we also wanted to give y'all something uh, to get through your week, man. So we appreciate y'all rocking with us, listening to us, liking our stuff, subscribing to our stuff. You know, you know, telling a friend that knows somebody to tell a friend, tell a friend uh, about the sports test, man. So we just really appreciate all the love. Shout out to Reduce Lunch, NPN Management. NPN Network for holding this down, man. And uh, like I said, you know, closing out the year, me and Black will be taking some time off. So we got a couple more shows for the year, but we're going to take, you know, some time off before we get in 2021. But we're going to give you your NBA preview show. We're going to come back next week, you know, building up to the conference championships and college football. But then me and Black are going to take some time off to chill, hang with our families, and enjoy the holidays, man. All right, but I just want to put that out there so y'all won't be, you know, hitting us up. Man, where the sports disc at? Where is that, bro? Where the show at? You know, hey, bro, we're going to take some time off and, uh, you know, we'll get back out of that 2021. But besides that, my name is Deja L. Hicks Jr. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at that name. Hit, hit me up. Talk to me. Get at me. You know what I'm saying? I want to hear what you want to talk about in the sports world. And um, besides that, you guys be safe. 
take care of yourself. Um, and we'll be back very, very shortly, man, with another episode of the Sports Desk. So, yeah, we'll get at y'all just a little bit later. New Sports Desk. Oh, yeah! You're listening to the sports show. New sports desk. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk.